Hello? Sorry. Hello? Now I've got Wait, to remember what, what to say. What are we doing again? Wait. There's in the toilet. Taking too long. What? What? You can't ask me that. I have to I have to go home. Oh, my God. Wait, what are we doing? <laughs> so, Hello. Wait, what are we doing? Hello. 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 How are you? I am a bit warm, but otherwise fine. A bit warm. It's really hot there. It's humid. Uh, Muggy. Yeah. It's the same here, actually. But I went to the shops in capris and a shirt, and I was like, oh, this is awful. (laughs) Capris like those three-quarter pants? Yeah, yeah. Those are them, yeah. It always bugs me when the Americans call them peddle bushes. It's like the Americans just can't live with a nice name for anything. Right. They have to give it another They're going to make it weird. <laughs> they made it weird, didn't they? But, um, like fanny pack. Yeah. Really? Did you exactly. have Exactly. Sorry, I've got some Microsoft Teams messaging coming through, so I'm just going to get rid of that so that we don't, they don't deserve it. Put it in the bin. In the but, bin. Um, yeah, you have to forgive me. I'm in my room kind of staying away from... Um, the lounge room because Max is busy playing Xbox and I'm a little bit over it. And um, yes. <laughs> so, like, um, some summer holidays yeah. with yeah. children are very, yeah, it's, it would be, yeah, I've, <laughs> I've just got my first afternoon to myself since before Christmas. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Katniss Everdeen, Sally, salute to you and all of the parents doing doing holidays with yeah, kiddos. Exactly. But yeah, it's been sweet. We went bowling but, yesterday and we've been go karting and we've been playing some new card games, which are exciting. But, you know, but at the same time, it's a lot of um trying to keep him like you know, no, no more screen time. Let's do this other thing now. Let's not have a fight about. Let's not have a fight yeah. about this. Let's um let's, let's go and be yeah. entertained. With doing something else, and then when we go and do the thing, all he does is ask me about when he can play games again. <laughs> My son wants to tell me all about everything that's going on in Roblox at the moment. So, Mum, you have to watch this. Mum, you have to watch this. And I'm like, I really don't. <laughs> yeah, really yeah. Don't. I get like that. I get the I rules really, of all the games. They love like, it. We uh, we leave the sh- we go. Okay, we're off to the shops now. Let's get outside. How good's this weather? And then Max is like, so if you have a shield spell. Then a shield spell plus two gives you a shield spell plus two. But then when if you get hit by the enemy, then they get two points off their total points. And like, I hear a shriek, the shriek from my son's room going, why am I taking damage? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do like, although he's he's uh he's quite certain that he is a YouTuber and sometimes He'll say to me, um, uh, like and subscribe and click that notification bell or something, or you can buy this in one in my conversation shop. One That's buy. scary. Oh, my God. Yeah, Max is always talking to me in, like, that so- weird American tutorial way, like, you know. So when you have two <laughs> points and add them to seven points, you get nine points. <laughs> oh, weird. And then we're just going to, or, like, it's funny how those little um, YouTube sort of what it, I don't even know what they are they're like stage directions how they've become so normalized yeah that let's started with the finger making a little circle in the sky let's get, yeah, started. Right. Let's get started yeah for sure but oh so it's just it's weird it's very draining and I'm finding it so much that like 
how much I rely on myself being able to navigate my mental health when I'm just on my own. When I don't have that freedom to navigate my mental health on my own, I kind of feel a bit... Yeah, that, that triggers a panic attack yeah. with me, that that feeling that I've been cut off from my methods of yeah. self-care. Because then it becomes yeah. like, so with oh, you. God, I can't, I can't <laughs> just breathe for the moment. I've got to do this thing and I've got to do this task to complete. And it becomes like really overwhelming. And you'll do that thing where you will be counting down until that moment when you you yeah. get a break. And if someone is even like five or ten minutes, fifteen minutes late, I can I can just go nuclear, yeah, yeah, as Kevin yeah. said in that. You know, in that amount of time, because the hope, the hope is so painful. The desperation with which I've been hoping suddenly becomes unbearable. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, and as soon as Max is like in bed and his light is his light is off, and I'm like. I feel like I've clocked off the job, like, you know. Yeah. Only then, and then it's like, my, my, what's, um, what's my, TV? My, <laughs> there's apparently in one language, I can't remember which language it is, but um, there's a word which means to sort of furtively hoard the time after, you know, when you get that time to yourself finally. Oh, wow. And to yeah. sort of, and it's brilliant that someone's got a word for it because it's like, you know, you'll, you'll drink too much or you'll watch one too much TV because you're angry that this is the only time you've this, got. And yeah. by gum, you're going to get yeah, the most that's right. You almost do it in protest. You're like, yeah, it's yeah, two in the morning and I have to work tomorrow, protest. but I am making the most. That's why you're sleeping like, at your desk because I was up late giving it to the man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Us up like protesting, protesting at the arrangements yeah, in my yeah, life. Yeah. Anyway. yeah, if you want to go out and sleep yeah. on my desk, you I find like, yourself. <laughs> yeah, and impulse shopping, mm. you know, that moment when you suddenly decide that I have had, you know, so much stress, I deserve this. I, I'm very often finding myself buying weird makeup products that get promoted to me on Instagram. Yeah. And I don't even wear makeup. Like, I hardly ever put makeup on. It's so strange, isn't it? Always buying I think makeup. we discussed this before, that kind of financial self-harm. <laughs> yes. Actually, there was something really interesting in the book that I was reading because I'm, I'm working my way through this amazing book which I've wanted for years. It's called Chasing the Scream, and it's the history of the war on drugs. Oh, wow. Like, it's not the history of drug consumption. It's like there's a, another really good book that I've always wanted called just called intoxication, which I'd really like to read as yeah. well. But this is all about how the how the zero tolerance, say no to drugs um, policy yeah. grew and grew stronger and was eventually, did you know that the Americans pushed the drug policy out to the world via the United Nations? I yeah, right, that. right. Okay. And, and they okay. use... Um, tariffs and all of this stuff as threats to keep countries in line yeah. if you well have you been watching i think i saw that you've been watching it i just finished watching dope sick on um oh dope sick yes that was in, like yes absolutely so good how good is caitlin davis yeah. i love her so much yeah. she was the young the young girl in um that amazing uh unbelievable the one about the the rapist in the two different cases, right. you know, Tony Collette, Waver, it's great, okay. really great. But um, yeah, oh no, Dope Sick was 
amazing, amazing. Yeah, Such I know. TV. In, in, so, in, you know, abruptly, not like to get onto my high horse about it or anything, but, but America has got so much to answer for. Like, they just continuously get exposed for being horrendous, horrendous people, these business practices, and, like, on, on such a phenomenal scale. Like, you know, there's that film, is it Blackwater, that's got Mark Ruffalo in it, about DuPont poisoning that county's water supply for 20 years, and, like, well, no, you say the word DuPont. Actually, that was... Yeah, and it's yeah. like, I was like, holy shit. Like, just just yeah. without conscience, absolutely unparalleled without conscience. And you just go, what is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> and the portrayal of that Sack- the Sackler family, I think, is one of the best things about Dope Sick. You can... That I think they just yeah, did a brilliant yeah. job of... It was almost satirical in a way, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> Like, they were just so vacuously evil. Yes, and so determined to, like, try to conceal it even from themselves that imagine if we could cure the world. Yeah, I know, right? But the guy, guy and ironically, the guy who plays um, Richard Sackler, Michael Mm. Stuhlbarg, he's also the person who played Arnold Rothstein in... um, Boardwalk Empire and Arnold Rothstein is mentioned a lot yeah, in this right. book, Chasing okay. the Scream. He was this milk drinking teetotaler mm-hmm. who managed to control the drug trade in America. He was ruthless, yeah, utterly wow. ruthless. And that's um, but it's a great, it's a great book. Because he also um, did you ever watch Your Honor? No, like a, what's that? Um, uh, it's got Brian Cranston in it. It's pretty amazing. It's like just you know a lawyer whose son. Oh, you know, I won't spoil it too much, but her, his son gets in trouble, gets in the wrong yep. side of the mob. His son gets in trouble with the mob, and so, you know, um, but Brian Cranston's character tries his best to cover it up for him. But but the actor plays the mob boss, and it's totally different. Like, he's, like, just a, you know, gritty, downturn mouth, like, at the, you know, exploding with, the, with potential violence at every turn, as yeah. you do it when you're playing a mafia boss. Um but, you know, when he's playing Richard Slackler, he has that almost kind of weird, vacant, I hate to say, but kind of um, autism spectrum disorder kind of. <laughs> um, I don't think that's, I don't think that's unfair. And I, but I mean, I, I mean, that's a, that's a symptom of the disorder, isn't it? Like that sort of emotional disconnection and not recognizing Yeah, emotions something like that. And... It's sort of weird. It's like, it's like. It's like you kind of get this feeling where you go, are we going to keep doing this, portraying all our villains as neurodiverse? So that, like... <laughs> yeah, it is a bit of a tired trope. It's like that, you know, how to make a female character, you know, give her a rich inner life of trauma. Yeah. She gets raped. Easy, easy fix. One sexual assault trauma coming right yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. You lazy yeah, can we throw in an absent father actually, in there and that will just sort of top it off? Oh my god! Uh, yeah. Yes, yes. An alcoholic mother and yep. absentee father. Totally. Oh god, we've got the trifecta. Tybo, Tybo, and that. Ta-da! She has three dimensions now. I find myself thinking a lot about trauma and its effect on, you know, people's potential, because there's a, I mean, because there's a huge subject in in the book about the drug yeah. war is people who become drug addicts and have very difficult experiences yeah. with it the root of it is nearly always in childhood mm-hmm. trauma an unhappy childhood 
um, abuse that they've witnessed, some of the, you know, and all sorts of things can manifest themselves later yeah, on in life. Well. And you just think, I, I hate this sort of um, this presumption that that there is equality and parity and equity mm, in the world yeah. when when people can start with such a disadvantage yeah. through no fault mm. of their own. It's it's um, and that's the whole basis of intersectionalism as well. Um, we're not we're not we're not on the same yes. plane. We're not all on the same playing field. We're not in the same boat. Some of us are in different sized boats. <laughs> yeah, That's it. Yep. And, um, but which is amazing. I mean, I kind of that was something new that came to me when I started studying university. But it made so much sense, and it was such a kind of refreshing way to look at um, the fact that we're not all equal. You have people that you know go, "Well, I'm fine. I give at the office and I donate my time, money to the." Um, to the Christmas appeal, <laughs> I know, and when you know, but and then when you start, I ask, "Are you okay?" On "Are you okay, Dave?" Yeah, ah! that's right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, why don't only on I "Are you okay, Dave?" Privilege? What are you talking about? I, you know, I owe the credit <laughs> card company eight thousand dollars. I have no, no, in no way privileged. <laughs> yeah. There's some, there's some interesting. Well, I don't know how interesting it is, really, but I, I often find myself thinking about about Buddha, who was a prince and had no idea that people outside the walls of the palace were yeah. suffering until he left the palace. And there's, you know, that whole idea of people who live in a wealth, wealthy world are so protected mm, from reality. Yeah. And, you know, they don't even want to see it. It was like the reason why um, the wealthy people in Regency England wore those big bunches of flowers was to avoid the stench of the sewerage that was down the street. Yeah, they didn't want right. to smell it. So it's not like they didn't know what every what the world smelled like. Or they did enough to know that they should they didn't yeah, yeah, like exactly, it. Exactly. <laughs> oh, That's so, you know, like oh. I don't know. I kinda of have this weird vision of the way the world works. Where it's this you almost look at the like you look at the world group and there's kind of these I see that I see that like a big what am I thinking about like a target like concentric circles that get that go inward and outward and then like you know you're in your bandwidth of like your privilege <laughs> and yeah I like that but you know like you but it becomes incredibly harder to leap over into the next bandwidth because it's a complete circle that's blocked off and so which is frustrating because we're, we're fed I'm this narrative that we can we can jump those barriers like through this meritocracy of achievement which is yeah. true well i kind of like i hope don't hold that yeah. i don't know there's a part of me that thought that well it still holds on to the hope that comedy and art is something that will allow me to jump those like circles <laughs> i do think that the sharpest weapons against that kind of oppression you know mm, like yeah. the yeah, I've told. Yeah, because I always seen that. I was, like, um, I think I'm sorry, I'm getting. Before. That's okay. You can talk about that. I think we can revisit yeah. topics because it's not like. Yeah. I mean, now that we've solved gender, what should we talk <laughs> yeah. about? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, what's next on the pile? Mm, yes, global global yeah, warming. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like um, just. Well, comedy has been a backdoor to Hollywood, and then I look at that as a metaphor that comedy is like the backdoor to any kind of like, I don't know, 
power. power. Yes, that's it. Power. Because it's a marvelous. Yeah, com- yeah, it's a marvelous movie, which I just keep thinking the world should watch. It's such a fantastic movie. It's called, uh, it's a French film called Ridicule. And um, well, what happens is that this young guy, he's, you know, he's a politician. He lives in this really dirt poor French village and they have no sewer system. And so people are um, fossicking for trout in the sewer. Like, so basically they have fields full of shit and muck and um, that's where they pull their fish and lime, like um, pull their fish out of, like, you know, so it's just they have no sewage system and the place is a quagmire and it's basically infested with mosquitoes and, and it's just terrible, riddled with disease and there's no escaping it. So he wants to go to the King of France, or at least go to the episode to Paris to plead his case to get somebody to um, buy or help him build the sewage system. And he keeps getting knocked back at every turn, but he finds it. He joins in with the, the Paris salons. So he goes to the salons and he finds that there's this way of being, which is basically what's the coolest part is it's stand-up comedy. People stand up and they espouse these philosophical views. They make the audience laugh. They have this, and he, um, and they uh, play these parlor games, which is mostly just improvised parlor games like theater sports. But the, more the wittier the wittier and funnier he is the more he charms the aristocracy into helping him build the sewage system so like that, that might be where one of my one of my favorite sayings is uh l'esprit d'escalier the which it means the spirit of yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> which is that, that the expression for when you're leaving the salon and you think of the funniest line that you could yeah, have exactly, said exactly. And it's this <laughs> but um it's such a marvelous film and he made Jesus. Please, Chloe, stop scrolling your phone and making that noise. But um, I was going to say, Chloe, stop doing your own. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like, really? Yeah, I'm just, like, I'm I'm just, just trying to multitask while I'm doing the podcast. That's all. Just... <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit. Anyway, what I was saying. Wait a minute. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna whip a snipper while <laughs> yeah, I do this. Right. <laughs> but yeah, like um, but yeah, it's just the marvelous kind of metaphor really for cute. the fact that he um uses his wit and charm, which is humor basically, stand-up comedy. And he meets this he meets this this um salon patron who 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 just desperately wants to be the funniest guy there. But he, he has a book full of jokes that he writes down. But they're all oh, like no. they're never in the moment. Yeah. He's never really he's never able to kind of <laughs> do crowd work, I suppose. So he's just always going He's got a book full of jokes, but he's always waiting for the right time to use them. And then, you yeah, and oh no, that's yeah. So that's uh, it's just I know you know he falls in love with a scientist, and she's a woman. Like there's a woman scientist who's building building her first uh, diving helmet. Like, and um, oh, it's just such a beautiful film. And the, the fact that she's a female scientist. I'm going to track that down. Down, I'm I'm definitely yeah. sold. And something, I mean. We should we should definitely talk at least a little bit about the uh, season five. Um, oh, search party! Of, oh, yeah. Yeah, I've only watched party. about the first two or three episodes. But. That's good because I have I I am probably a bit I'm well, quite a bit further ahead, but um, it's uh, it just continues to be one of the most creatively written, yeah. amazing it's shows amazing. Yeah. Yeah. that I've ever seen. <laughs> It's just so good. It's really clever. It's so good. Yeah, so clever. And it's like, yeah. And it's- I did, well, that first episode was funny. Just watching the, 
it's so strange every season has been a completely different kind of story but but somehow segueing into the last in a really kind of interesting way you, you I was, clicking? and I'll stop now. So, I'm not wasn't clicking. It was my fingers actually. I was clicking okay. my fingers, but, um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, say I hate stress. What's that? <laughs> Limited. So just whenever somebody clicks their fingers, immediately, I don't. I I'm sorry for people that I do this, but I will. I will probably in the next couple of seconds after someone clicks their fingers go ma'am because of the bit in the IT crowd where they're having the war on stress and he says say I hate stress and then he goes I hate stress and he goes, you let me finish say I hate stress I want to limit it to the next one. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. every, every, every second someone dies from stress there's another one there's another one ma'am <laughs> ma'am <laughs> I love it that's great I still think <laughs> Perfect. There's one bit in that God, first episode it. I really liked, and spoiler alert if, you, if anyone's watched it, you haven't watched it yet. I think we can talk about episode one yeah. of Search Park. But this is that yeah. bit where, I hope it's episode one maybe, I don't know, there's a bit where he says, um, can, you, can you guys believe we kill the guy? <laughs> they all start <laughs> laughing. Long pregnant pause and the hysteria that takes them over when they just, it's just so funny. <laughs> Because you can see them, their cognitive dissonance. You can see it behind their eyes. Like, and that's what's so yeah. clever about it. It's like you laugh with them because you just the preposterousness of it and the fact that they know they shouldn't be laughing. It's just really cool. And I love that Chantal has stuck around. Yeah. Like she is such an unlikable character and yet you get this sympathy for her because her life doesn't have any more meaning than anybody's. And she really wants yeah. it to, but she's just not. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and she's like, and she's That's like so... the, the blonde character, right? The, the... Uh, yeah, so she's the one who goes missing. And then and then that funny um, comment on perception and Chantal's character happens when in the last season when um, Portia gets employed to play Dory oh, in nice. a role, in a film, and then this incredibly beautiful model girl is cast as yeah. Chantal and you suddenly see Portia, Meredith Hagner, yeah. Meredith Hagner, who is fantastic in it, and she suddenly goes, oh! <laughs> <laughs> no! I think you must be further along than me because I remember <laughs> Chantal, but I don't remember. But, yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot. I'm just trying to pick my moment because, like, you know, Max goes to bed and I'm like, I've got two hours before I'm probably going to be, like, yeah, I started watching some of it and my son hadn't gone to bed yet and he and then there was a lot of screaming yeah. and um I I just had to turn it off because I was like I don't want it to be the moment on some buzzfeed listicle like years in the future not that it will be the that shows my parents watched what the, was the moment trauma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the trauma yeah, moment right. for me it was Brazil for me, it was definitely Terry Gilliam's Brazil, which I saw when I was oh way God, too young, wow. and the ending absolutely. Oh yeah, because oh, he realised it's a fake out and it's not real. Yeah, that it, he wasn't. He uh, he gets wheeled away, mm. and I was just like, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Oh, that would have been traumatising. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I watched that as a twenty-something going. Oh, that's full on, man. <laughs> that's like a child. I think I was about. 
I was about 10 or 11 and I shouldn't yeah. have watched it. I watched it. The Elephant Man when I was about that age. That, that broke me. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely, it, it, sometimes you run up against these sorts of discussions when you're talking about censorship and it's like, okay, but definitely there are experiences that should be linear and in mm. sequence. You know, it's a bit like the whole drug thing with the childhood trauma. There are things that if you experience them, you know, in a traumatic way or early on or too soon and you don't have the capacity to respond yeah. to it, it can be so harmful, yeah. you know. It doesn't mean that that content shouldn't exist or that adults, consenting adults, shouldn't have the right to watch it. Yeah. And, oh, no, I was just going to say, like, I would be in favour of protecting children's minds, brains from damaging exposure, but I also would say that some of those things are really formative. Yeah. And, well, know, I think, I don't know, like, but- the elephant man making me like have a hysterical um fit <laughs> i don't know i just there's a moment where they the carnies all come to mock and tease him and i just was like screaming at the tv going leave him alone leave him alone <laughs> like my parents had to leap yeah. across the lounge room and turn off the vcr because i was having a full <laughs> <laughs> um, um oh i'm i'm my my emotions are always so near the surface like I get that really like hysterical crying happening in inside out when um uh Bing Bing Bong yeah. waves goodbye and pushes her up and he goes and dissolves. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's like it's interesting though because I remember Max. Well, I showed Max Adventure Time when he was probably only about five years old. And there was a moment in Adventure Time where, you know, it's just a weird show, right? Like, you've seen it, right? I haven't actually seen it, but I'm sort of aware of the yeah. look of the characters because they seem to be yeah. SpongeBob. Like, I, I don't know what it is, but I realise that I have been exposed to it's it. It's a so very surreal comment that both kids and adults can watch because adult, through adults it has a surreal world building stuff and the kids with bright colors and interesting characters and they're very strange but there's sometimes very creepy weird adult sensibility to it and there was a bit where there's this heart character this heart shaped character is voiced by george decay which is hilarious but like he's a he there's a bit, some scene where he ends up being engulfed or consumed by this other character like inside their skin or something like that and like i was like watching a Kind of going, this is really weird. I looked over Max, his face was white and he was just trembling within the TV. <laughs> and I was like, oh God, I've just given you like years of therapy, haven't I? And then two years later, it's his favorite show. He's watched every episode. He thinks it's the best thing. He's played all the video games and he loves it. But that scene when he was five years old was just like, <laughs> it just sent him ghost white. <laughs> mind-blowing something you've never previously considered to be possible is happening right in front of you and you're just going mm, <laughs> yes i don't even want it to compute yeah <laughs> it's no i was going to say computer says no <laughs> i surely i can speak in something other than pop culture yeah, yes. i think i can <laughs> computer says no <laughs> computer says never again. one of my favorite <laughs> I, I really love that um that sort of internet speak thing about i can't you know, I just can't, I can't, I can't yeah. even. Like, I didn't really understand that um, until Crazy Ex-Girlfriend kind of 
very kindly explained it to me through the character of Maya and Daryl. So Maya gets obsessed with the new lawyer and she just like those, I just cannot with her. I just can't even. And then she was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Daryl goes and has an interaction with the same person and then comes away saying, I also, I also cannot. It was like, it's not quite right. And then someone said this lovely meme where it's classical art memes and the top one is sort of a, a peasant in a field going, I can't. And then the next one's a, a, a sort of fancy dressed person and it says, I cannot. And then the third one is just like total overblown, you know, Marie Antoinette. And it says, I do not, I do not possess the ability to can. Brilliant. <laughs> I've descended to describing you visual jokes. Yeah. And stuff. <laughs> that's, that's great, though. I love it. Uh, oh, 2022, yeah. huh? Oh, yeah. So it's after an interesting start. It I is honest. I was trying to describe it to someone the other day. I said, I think we're still in the headless chook phase. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I can really say, you know. Yeah. Well, and the emptiness of the heads of the political leaders of the current globe is pretty much yeah. headless chickens. They just, oh, I mean, I know we've had stupid leaders before, but this is this is some epic level stupidity. Yeah, epic level. I think um, they started to feel, oh, but also I think they felt totally impervious to, you know, the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. It's, you know, Boris Johnson having a party at number 10 and there's Hillsong oh, having a, having a dancey dance dance when nobody else is allowed to. And it's just like, no, the rules apply to you too. You yeah, exactly. If they don't, then none it's of like this works. It's like someone tried to, and... well, someone had their own take on it the other night when they told me and I was saying, ScoMo is just like, it's all in the hands of God now. So, you know, um, the plague is part of the re- revelations for him. It's like, he doesn't give a shit. Um What's really so frightening yeah. is that, you know, they couldn't look at England or any other places that Freedom Day happened sooner and say, oh, the same thing will happen to us. What did they get right? What did they get wrong? Just, ah, it'll work out. Oh, in Britain's original approach that um, the herd immunity, no vaccine approach that they originally proposed before, mm. you know, they reached the first 100,000 deaths from the yeah. pandemic. Yeah. Like that was so irresponsible, so horribly yeah. irresponsible. And it, but I remember thinking at the time, like, holy shit! Like, I remember when we were laughing at Boris Johnson being an, a totally useless foreign secretary. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he got, he looked like Vika from the Muppets. He's, like said that that shock of hair and oh, oh the hair. And there's nothing wrong with having fuzzy hair. There's nothing wrong with looking any way. But there's something really niggling yeah. about an unkempt, careless, white, blubbery-looking, yeah. overgrown public yeah, schoolboy. Yeah, yeah. Disrespectful to the <laughs> office. Imagine, not like, to say that you I meet him, find... If you met, met him for the first time and you'd never seen him, and then, like... Been... Oh, God. I can imagine him turning up to the yeah. UN with... Um, yeah, no, right. But then you imagine that... Someone who's never met him, they, they, he's one of his offsiders who's really well presented and neat looking. And then they're like, Mr. Prime Minister? And it's like, no, no, sorry, this is the Prime Minister. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh. <laughs> 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 it's also reminds me of that wonderful moment when, you remember when Ivanka Trump was at the 
at some meeting of like World Monetary Fund people were there and there's like Princess Anne and Christine Lagarde from, from the IMF just looking at her and she's saying, oh, like, yeah, like uh, we have that problem and it's women or men or something. And just like the look that these these actual intellectual people were giving her was just <laughs> yeah, right. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I loved it. It was, you know, they're they're laughing yeah, at yeah. them, and they should be because they're and then maybe this is this is the this is where comedy becomes extremely important. Like when somebody who is really stupid is in a position and evil and is in a position of yeah. power, sometimes laughing at them is the only weapon that you. Oh, got totally, left. totally. And it's like it's weird, you know, like at the height of all the, um, you know, the bloody failed insurrection in the US and stuff and then um, Trump were coming out of power and stuff like I learned I learned all my information about that from comedians. <laughs> <laughs> oh I mean it was, you were saying and and you were saying something really similar about about that at the same time that I was watching Colbert and you were watching Colbert and you get this kind of nice summary yeah, you don't exactly. have to watch too much of it and you get the summary of the talking points and then it's like okay and Stephen Colbert makes you feel like you're not insane. The yeah, world is it's exactly, good, it's okay. exactly. But he's not. He's not there to like make anything up, like to tell you how it is, and that you're well, like, and to um to get a laugh out of you. He's no. He has no agenda about lying, except the bank is on the Yeah, that's it. I've got no reason to lie to you. That's it. Yeah, but it also it it reminds it reminds me of you know how like the Trump. Uh, you know, insurrection, Oath Keeper, Proud Boys, they're all tied up in um, the Q and on stuff. So, and then Ghislaine Maxwell got actually sentenced. Well, I don't know if they've released to her, charged. You know, so there was actually an international global child trafficking pedophile Hmm. ring. It was right there and Donald Trump was friends with them. You guys are going to solve it. And I just find it really fascinating that they've got the, they've actually got their information. Yeah. Is, yeah, there is. There are, there's, there's not, horrible happening stuff happening, happening to tour. children. That's not happening in the, at the yeah. And it's, and it's not happening on that side. It's, you know, it's in the churches and it's in the echelons of power. It's, you know, like get over it. But you were also, I don't know. I just, I found it so funny that like they sort of turned on the one person who, was most likely to be the culprit and said, save us yeah, from this. Right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, it was the most ludicrous thing. Yeah, yeah. let's pick up thrice divorce, you develop a billionaire who was friends with Jeffrey Epstein and tell everybody that he's going to yeah, save us yeah, from the head of Ulrich. Exactly. It's like, yeah. It's like so strange. It's like, I just remember thinking, oh, great, the world's ending and I get to watch the stupid people make it happen faster. <laughs> It does seem like you know pouring that um, what is it lighter fluid on a on an on an out of control <laughs> yeah, fire. That's right. it's, just... it's like oh gosh, you know. I mean, I can't believe that people are still protesting and stuff as well. It's kind of like well, you've got what you want, like you know. I mean, it's like I hate hearing about people who are like, oh, it's my choice. I should be able to get back to that if I want to. It's like, well, no. I mean, you you do have a choice, but it just you know the law. But it again, does there are consequences. Well, and, you want to keep and, your job, and your job tells you. Well, plainly Australian oh, Open. Job. Yeah, what a load of shit that is. <laughs> that is 
I do like the leaked news footage, though, of the host oh, that was of that that news was program great. going. <laughs> so good. So funny. I wouldn't put it past that. That was almost semi-deliberate, well, I think, but, you know. Yeah, you could have that sort of. It felt like I was watching, you know, what's that TV show that I've been rewatching lately? Oh, hang on, it's an Australian. Oh, the newsreader. Okay, yeah, Yeah. I've finished the newsreader. It's so good. The newsreader is fantastic. Also, have you been watching Nakalui's Preppers? Oh, you were telling me about that. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but I've seen it. You've got nah. You. I I watched a show. I had Kitty and Kiki. Did you see that? I've never seen yeah. anything. I know she looks sort of familiar to me, but I remember just seeing a tweet from her partner saying, this is going to be on, I'm so proud of you. And I was like, oh, that looks good. So, the, yeah. you know, but sometimes it's hard to get past Netflix and hmm. Stan and get to iView and SBS. It's like yeah. how, you know, how worthy do I feel? I did watch a little bit of the Australian, the Ballarat Deadwood thing, the gold. Oh, New Gold Mountains. Yeah, Big old yeah. mountain, that one, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I only good. watch any, <clears throat> I only watch commercial TV or something, if somebody I know there. It's the only thing that Like, <laughs> yeah, if I, I watch Rose Haven because I know Celia and Luke, and then I watch, I watch bloody Channel 9's um, 20 to 1, like, um, then and now. The story was Channel 9's then and now. I had two of my, two or three comedian friends on it, and I was like, oh, I'll go watch this then, see what they're up to. And then... <laughs> but yeah, but wow, that is that's a limited. That would be a very limited yeah, scope no, for me. Yeah, right. I would end up. But yeah, like when I when I when I trawl through SBS and I and I view and just have a look and see what's there. There's some great stuff there. There's these amazing new movies that are available. And stuff. These TV shows which are just mind blowingly interesting. I think. And it's and it's the kind of place where you'll find a whole bunch of the films that were on like a 20 films you didn't see in 1999. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, you, you can't ever remember what any of them are called. And by the time you find yeah. something, you haven't searched for the thing that you originally turned the telly on. Exactly. Like, it's a different way of looking at and looking for content. Yeah. It's, it's so there's these films all over. It's quite I'm actually, I'm actually just scroll, scrolling through now. And stuff that you would like go, I never saw that. I don't know whatever happened to it. It's never, you know, ended up on a streaming service and now it's here. Oh, somebody tweeted a picture of the banana splits the other day and I went, Oh my god, I'd love to watch that again. And the one Oh yeah, there's the banana splits like the show from the seventies great. They tried to do a reboot movie, did you know that? They tried to do a movie that was a horror Um, film about the banana splits. um, They would keep well away. It's very silly, very stupid. It just oh sorry that just screams shark yeah. jumper. Yeah, that's right. Like leave well enough alone. You kind of want to hit hit their hands when they reach yeah. for the green light and go no. <laughs> You're not green lighting another remake of a film that never needed to be remade yeah. in the first place. I kind of no. just think you know like I thought <laughs> oh maybe it'll be clever enough maybe its tongue will be as firmly as cheek enough for it to be kind of um permissible or it'll get away with it. But no. Or it will actually be something so creative, like such a creative interpretation that it becomes yeah. a new thing. Like I think they did that with the first season of Riverdale. Like that was not Archie yeah, Comics. Yeah, yeah, well, that's But it amazing. had all of the characters and names and that was so well done. But then it descended into Melrose Place. Yeah, opera. exactly. Oh, see, so look, if you but look the at... The first season was really... Yeah, sorry, I'm just going to cut you off. Sorry about that. But SBS, Best well, of British... Good. 
a Z and two noughts, time bandits, uh, sightseers, which is great. I think you and I have talked about that. Oh my God, I love yeah. sightseers. Um, if I ever doubt the sickness of a crochet, crochet bikini. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, She's brilliant. She was in like Garth Marenghi. Oh, and yeah, that's all right. Oh, amazing. And um, yeah, so it's just dozens of like really top-notch movies to watch. And um, and yet I will probably end up watching Butter, yeah, the music video. Well, my again, friend, and then just my friend put me onto this show, um, which looks great. And it's I watched the first episode last night, which looked fun. It's called Adver Advartum, Advertim or something. Advartum. It's like French. It's set in this weird parallel universe future earth where they've eliminated death so eliminated old age and um so people are living for hundreds of years and um there becomes this new movement amongst young people to not want to be regenerated and so it's a real dystopian futuristic kind of like what how would the world look if we didn't die type thing and um it's Sort of like the opposite of yeah, yeah, track. exactly. It's great. It's like you know, you have these, and then you have people who, who you know, shy away from of, from living forever, and they grow old, but they get shunned, and they get called crazy, That's and they good. get called. You know, it's on uh, it's on Netflix. Like, how do you? Yeah, on Netflix. And, Thank you. No, no, that I have had a recommendation from one of our um, lovely listeners. Oh wow, no way. Said. Has what uh, set recommended duck butter? Okay, we tried. To, I know nothing about, but I'm wow. um, very, very interested. It was the, the you name know anything itself. about what the like definition funny. of the word duck butter? Like, okay, I'll no. just, yeah, I do. Do actually. you? <laughs> okay, then don't tell me, and let me find out for my let let me let, let my innocence be destroyed by this show. <laughs> okay, no worries. Um, I'm no, here yeah. for it. <laughs> well, it's on. It's on. It's on. Um, it's on Urban Dictionary. If that gives you any indication. <laughs> okay. Actually, I had to look up motorboarding. Um, motorboating. <laughs> well, there was motorboarding and oh motorboating, and I wasn't what is sure. One. Uh, and it was just yeah. You guys can look it up for yourselves if you really want to know. But it was one I'm of those things that, that I. And I'm actually really grateful for Urban Dictionary. There are so many jokes I would not, that would never get if I couldn't yeah. just Google it and go, hmm? <laughs> <laughs> what? So, but hey, yeah. wait, what are we doing? Is is actually it's I know back. that was we're really fun. Oh, we're back. Wag, that was cool. Is this episode one or episode two? <laughs> um, okay, no. So I wasn't losing my mind because I kept thinking, oh no. No, you're not losing your mind. And I really like, I love what we were talking about with the goats. Now, this is just going to like, if we don't, if this is episode one of season two, that's not going to make any sense. But I really love the whole conversation about the goats and the bondage and the search right. results. Like, <laughs> there's a part of me that just really wants to, but but at the same time, I'm, I was really aware on that day of feeling pretty flat yeah. and not particularly entertaining. And it was just like, I think maybe this should be the first one because I feel really confident and strong about the first one. I like this one. Yeah, I do too. I mean, sometimes when it comes to our episodes, I have just have a bit of a Zen Dados approach where I just go, whatever, yeah, put it out. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, very definitely. That's how the pilot yeah. got up. I was like, I can't, I can't keep waiting for this to be perfect. And eventually you do yeah. have to, but I've, I've, I've got a couple of things like notes for myself, like director's notes. Hermione's notes say, um, try to go to the toilet beforehand because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put, uh, where's Hermione in the toilet taking too long? I'm going to put that in the new intro. Well, I forgot about that. So well, that's a really sweet bit to keep. <laughs> I'm going to keep that. And I also want to keep um, a bit when you go, oh. Oh, that's cute. So I'm going to, I'm going to chop up a new intro. And I think with a new intro and a new graphic, uh, I'll just really feel like this is a new season, whereas that one felt like sort of the last one of the old season a bit, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I'm happy to do that. But I think we do need to circle back to the goats and the bondage because yes, that was... that's right. Yeah, yeah. Goats, the goats who know too much. <laughs> bondage goats, they know too much. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, shit. You know what? One day, one day, if ever we do like a, a film and sound archive guest lecture when we're in our 70s, maybe we'll bring out some of the highlights from the things we Yeah, yeah. This will be a blooper reel or something. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Like the, the extras cuts. on the DVD. <laughs> oh, hey, speaking, no, speaking of um of extras, sorry, that, that just made me think of it, but there's one thing that I would really love you to watch, which is a documentary in two parts on the ABC called The Pool, yeah. and it's all about the role that swimming and swimming pools play in Australian society. Wow, amazing. And the only thing is there's this bit, about the MacIver ladies' baths, which was a conversation you and I had a while yeah. ago, but they don't say anything about trans. It's like the only yeah. subject okay. that's missing from this documentary. Like there's women's rights, Indigenous rights, gay rights, but but there's no – it's almost like a chunk of the script got redacted. Yeah, right. And I just was going, oh, that was the perfect jumping-off point, <laughs> no hmm. pun intended, to make a splash and talk about – you know, the fluidity of gender. No, 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 went too far. But it really felt like a missed opportunity to me and it made me realise that, that a lot of the, the gender discussions that you and I yeah. are having are really, really important, especially for just to get them heard because if a program that was that well made and that sort of could just, just not mention it yeah. at all, I feel like it's sort of super important that that we do. Um, sure, we're sure. Yeah. Well, I thought you should watch it anyway because it actually um, has some really lovely uh, sort of conversational, and it's just it's well made. It's beautiful. There's a lovely bit about the the Hollywood film set size swimming pool, you know, and bit of uh, camera time with the guy who runs one of the underwater cameras and it's just like it's really yeah. cool. Oh, awesome. it's the amazing the pool but and it, it's on iView. The pool, yeah. So it's in two two parts. iView, it's there oh, right yeah. now. Yeah. Um I I, re- I recommend it even though it's um you know it's not urban dictionary. It's it's actually yeah. really nice piece of um Australian well, I love the pool. And when I was a kid growing up it was like the Marion pool at um, in Adelaide. Maybe it was the Mitchum Pool. I can't remember. It was one of those places, but it was like. Oh, the Marion Pool had a good yeah, slide. Right. And it was like. It was like. Yeah. It was pool, like, yeah. I, I love the Haywood Park one, you know. That's, and actually, do you know, it's, that's really funny because the first time that I 
wanted to get fit again after I'd had, you know, been out of, out of commission for a bit with some stuff going on. And the first time I sort of slid back into the water at the Hazelwood Park pool, I cried. Like I was like overwhelmed. And then there's this moment in, in Barracuda, that amazing Christos Solkius, and he's interviewed in the pool. Like, yeah, it's right. great. It's, it's really good. And um, that there was this moment where one of the characters gets back into the pool and it's, and it's, it is really, it was a really emotional yeah. moment for me to watch because I sort of realised, right. like, yeah, this. And now I live walking distance from my, my local pool. So uh, me, and, me and the kids have been there quite a bit and maybe I'll even get there on my own yeah. at some point. I just <laughs> like find pools are such a, they're like libraries. They're such a great resource. <laughs> Well, actually, the, the, that's one of the comments is that the swimming pool and the public library are two of the most, Im- are the two most important social, they're community spaces, they're public spaces. And I just, I think it's, it's so interesting. Yeah. So maybe we could, we can um, keep talking about stuff like that in the. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because like, that's the thing is like, um, yeah, me and Max have been to the pool this holiday, it's like three times now, really. It's perfect too. If you go at the right time, there's hardly anyone there. It's lovely, isn't it? Me and my son went the other day just on our own, and um, and we played. We had, we really played like yeah. otters. And I really sometimes I hop around and I realize I'm the only parent playing. You know, actually isn't enjoying that weird? playing. And yeah, and me and Max <laughs> were like blowing mad bubbles in the pool the other day. <laughs> you know, happy. Happy um, season two. Yeah. Served. Hells yeah. Welcome along. I'm enjoying it a lot. And thanks for listening, everyone. Um. <laughs> yes. Yeah, stay, stay, and, you know, you know, interact with us if you like. I'm on yeah. Twitter. I'm um, Anastasia. I'm on Instagram, at Chloe Black Comedy. And then on Twitter, I'm evil Chloe Black. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that's great. We'll rock and roll, everyone. Yeah. Um, Good night. Good night, Australia. Good night, Australia. <laughs> we'll miss you. We'll kiss you. Blah, 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 blah. And Beautiful. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right. All right. Love Talk you lots. Talk to you soon, bye. Bye.